0: All right, welcome to In The Box. We got another great show for you. We got a special guest, Sarah Cooley in the house, guitar player from Climax, man. And we got a great show. So get ready for it. We're gonna come right back. Fundamentals and building blocks. Turn
1: to advice when I'm in that spot. When I got questions, and that's a lot. Perfect time to hear from Rico In The Box.
0: All right. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> what's up,
0: y'all? How you doing? What's up, y'all? Another Friday. Yeah. Sarah Pooley. She was on Music Industry Makeover last night. So we're gonna have we have it here, but we're gonna we will have another little segment. So so what's going on? How you feeling, Sheriff?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, I you know had to do the uh all the little home duties today. So I, you know, it's Friday. I'm gonna enjoy the the three-day weekend, the holiday weekend as best I can. You know, complaints, no complaints. Yeah. Man, that's
0: yeah. Hey man, that's kind of crazy Because I didn't find out it was Memorial Day Until yesterday We're working so much <laughs> But before we get started We're going to do a little housekeeping Y'all, If you guys know uh, Make sure you, you, you go and subscribe To Music Industry Makeover Uh, The, the, the Music Industry Makeover .com Subscribe to the actual site as well If you can, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast In the box as well and then also, uh, DJ Run and Run Top 10 Countdown is going to be coming. Yep. Tell them, Talk to him about it, Ron. Talk to him about it,
1: bro. Starting another season probably next month or so, all right? And again, if you're an artist out there, make sure you send me your music so that we can highlight you there on the top 10, okay? Because we want to give you as much exposure as possible, for sure.
3: And, and we, we also... Mm-hmm. Go
1: ahead, bro. I would say don't forget to join me on Tuesday nights Critical Dialogue, as well as Thursday, the music industry makeover. All right? Yes. In, in the
0: box. Yeah, go ahead. And and also, man, you know, we wanna shout out to a sponsor, Finial Max. If you're looking for a website, special right now, $99 mobile responsive. Can't beat that, man. We we're, we're still in COVID. And if you don't have a business, you should be utilizing every opportunity, every tool to be virtual.
3: Yeah, uh, so
0: that you can make money, man. So don't allow people, man, to keep taking money from you. And if you don't prepare yourself, man, you can't get ahead you don't know what's gonna happen. And then let's not forget about our partner in crime, Simone Henry, yeah. SA Music TV uh, mm-hmm. supporter. When you can, if you can, go and sign up. Uh, Simone is on with us on Music Instrument Makeover every Thursday night. And again, man, we 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 appreciate you. And then don't forget the Just Life podcast coming up, uh, coming up this Sunday. So oh. it's going to be at eight PM. We missed last week. And of course, I had twins, man. Twins, man. Keep you up and keep you moving, boy. Keep your- Congratulations. Hey, yeah, you. Congratulations, know? man. <laughs> man, yeah. but but I'm, I'm happy to have twins. So, all right. So we got that out of the way. Cheryl Cooley, man. <laughs> yeah. men calls. We need to. Hey, hey, hey. Climax. Oh. And just, just, just the, just to, to kick it off, meeting in the ladies' room. Yes. Top Billboard right yeah. uh, before before we hit there man I wanna cuz I kind of wanted to um I wanted you to kind of delve into something but I wanna I wanna show this first
3: no! you got gotcha you here yeah. <laughs> man man that's
0: a plaque there wait man I'm right? the one holding the record
2: there that's the one record. Hold-
0: oh. that's right that's that's, <laughs> that's why that's the original climax there the original now next not the, the thing that I want to jump into because when you look at that plaque a lot of times, man, people they see the they see the finished product, right? And they think they have no idea of the work that went into getting a plaque. And I want you to start, man, you you start playing guitar when you was 11. Right. Right. And uh, I want you to talk about just the regimen, you know, when it comes to practicing, you know, how much did you practice, you know, and and how long did it take you first to, to get your hands? Because we talked about before we came on the calluses that you have to get in your hand to play the guitar. And I said, Hey, I play all brass instruments, I play piano and drums, but I ain't about getting the calluses on my hand. You know, did I know to be a great guitar player, <laughs> you got to get them to like that one instrument I won't play? I ain't got no cap. Talk about the regiment and being a guitar player musically. Well, you
2: know, I mean, at age 11, you know, you don't have a lot of distractions Mm
0: -hmm. uh
2: i happen to be uh an only child the only child at home because my sister was we're like 16 years apart she was already gone to college so um so i was kind of home by myself and the guitar was really my playmate um i suggest anybody who can get you know any type of lessons whether it's from a community center private lessons in school uh, to always try to learn the rudiments of any kind of instrument, whether it's, you know, a horn, a guitar, a drum. So mm-hmm. I was uh, my my parents were able to give me private lessons and I went once a week for like a half an hour. Uh, the teacher, you know, you know, being a child, the, the teacher gave me songs that I had heard on TV or the radio, which kind of gave me, you know, Spark my interest, like oh, I can play this song. I heard it on the radio, and it's not like the whole song. It would be like you know, just the bass line or the or, you know, one or two notes or something like that. I remember, uh, being able to play uh Twilight Zone. You know, it's four little notes: ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> you know, so you know, getting the instrument in your hand and having a a regimen to you know play it often. You know, if 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 a, a you know a child or adult, a student is excited or it's fun to play then they're going to practice more uh i i didn't own a guitar so my my parents rented a guitar to see if i was going to even like it so if i didn't right. like it then you know we would move on to other things so you know practicing is very important now how many hours a week depends on your life depends on yeah. how many hours you can dedicate i mean I've i've heard some musicians say they they practice you know eight to 12 hours a day. I couldn't do that. You know, I I, could probably keep my interest for maybe a good two hours, (laughs) you know, but I mean, if I had to sit in one setting, but you know, if you break it up, you know, throughout a day, sure. It could add up to about eight hours. You go and come back. Uh, There's going to be some pain. I mean, you play guitar, you're going to have, you know, pain in your fingers you play a horn, you're going to have pain in your lips you play a piano in some kind of way you're going to have pain in your knuckles. So Mm. starting off with an instrument, there's going to be some pain. (laughs) Mm. Um, And then, you know, the concentration of really, what is it that you're trying to do? You know, like, uh, are you just trying to play songs? Are you trying to learn rudiments And a lot of times? That depends on the teacher and how they teach. Now, some teachers teach, like I learned, you know, learn how to play songs first and then teach the notes. Some teachers, they teach the notes first. And then how to read the music to play the songs. A lot of times for children, that's that's boring. But eventually, you're going to have to be able to read the music, play the music, and you keep going down the line. You're going to have to be able to play by ear. So all of those things were added to my regimen uh, as I got a, I, you know got older and got uh, more and more guitar lessons. And then you know in, in school at the time I was in school, they didn't have guitar as a curriculum. So I didn't really get a chance to play in school till I got in high school, where they had guitar as a curriculum. A guitar wasn't always a con, a considered a classical instrument. <laughs> right, right,
3: right, right, right.
2: Yeah. So that's basically you know where I, I took private lessons, and then I was able to play in uh, the band and or the orchestra in in high school, and then I went on to study commercial music at uh, the city at Los Angeles City College, and that's where I got my degree from. So, so, so oh, you broke up. What was that You, were, you were raised in Los Angeles? Well, uh, I'm originally from Chicago okay. uh, and my parents moved to Los Angeles when I was 10. And then ironically, the next year I started playing guitar. So I've been in Los Angeles the majority of my life. Sure. Uh huh.
0: So, so, so as a guitar player, fem- as a female, yeah. Guitar player, because I, you know, I got, I got, I got to jump in there as a female guitar player, right? Right. As, as a female guitar player, I didn't hear you. What would you say? As a female, <laughs> okay. Female okay. guitar player. So that's that's making me feel some kind of way. We were say like you we even was able to get calluses on our hand, and you've been. I don't know what to say about you, bro. But as a as a as a female guitar player, uh-huh. when you when you actually got to that point, uh-huh. to where you was you was creating professional progressions, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you started playing in front of people. What was life like as a female going around? Because there there were not a whole lot of there were not any other females <laughs> guitar players, right? And and you you get ready to step up and you, you're you playing, how was you, how was it received? How, what did, what did you go through? What was some of the, the sly remarks? Talk about that, because are other female musicians, right, and a lot of times, you know, when I was a band in school, depending on who you were as a female, if you were your gender, a lot of band teachers discouraged certain instruments that you Yes, play. yes, yes.
3: Right, because I right. played
0: bass, I played bass horn, but in the marching band, and we 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 had one girl too, but she didn't make it because of the regimen. And I think a lot of times it probably it kind of made it kind of hard, you know, for a female. But talk about that. I want you to talk about being a female guitar player and some of the some of the things that you went through and being a black female <laughs> guitar player. Because oh you gotta God. understand, you know, guitars were really a Caucasian thing. Right? right. You know, right. we, we kind of as black people, we navigate to the piano, we navigate to the drums. You know, we might even pick up a trombone or two or a saxophone. Uh, or a saxophone, but many of us did not play the guitar. You know, you know, of course, we got the BB King, the Chuck Barris, you know, but but a black female, I want you to talk about that.
2: Well, um, you know i mean i i I grew up seeing these bands on tv and you know in my my growing up years it was kind of a new thing you know i mean i mean funk music had come out it was like ooh, this this is kind of whoa what's going on i mean it was a contrast to what the music business was with uh say uh little richard you know, the, the bebop type thing, you know, the, uh, the big band music, you know, all of that was before, you know, funk kind of hit the scene. Uh, I didn't have an, a, um, uh, an example, you know, you, you're right, as a female guitar player. I mean, of course, there were the, the Carol Kings uh, that kind of played folk music kind of thing. Um, but, you know, she wasn't always performing or anything like that. You know, she was more of a, a writer, a composer. Uh, so I'll put it this way. I didn't know I couldn't do it. So I did it. <laughs> you know, you know, wow. you know nobody said, Oh no, no, girls can't play guitar. I didn't have that. You know, Ooh. my 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 family was like, sure, that's what you want to do, it? do it. You know, we don't care. For some reason, you know, my mother always gave me a toy guitar for every other Christmas. So I don't know, maybe the guitar picked me. <laughs> <laughs> did you play
0: with a did you play with a band before you met with the girls? You know, the, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. How, how how many bands did you play with before you finally landed in that band?
2: Right. Well, uh, all through college, I played through with different uh, cover bands. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I could probably say 10 and that would be right. I could say five and that could be right. I just, you know, I don't remember remember because it was a a progression. I started playing in bands when I was in high school and then, uh, you know, went on to college and actually what's interesting is that um, if I remember correctly, I met, climax maybe a year maybe two years after i graduated college now i bring that up because you know a lot of times musicians you know upcoming musicians get discouraged because they think it's not going to happen for them but when i look back at my timeline everything was laid out you know like learning guitar lessons learning it in school going to college playing in cover bands and then voila i'm in this all girl band you know so we should never be discouraged as to how things are lining up for us Um, now picking the guitar and, you know, playing in high school. Yeah. I got some of the guys that were like, ah, you can't play you a girl girls can't play. Yeah. I would get that. (laughs) But my teachers were like, Oh, that's great. That's awesome. So, I mean, I got encouragement and support from my teachers more so than the students. Um, I wound up being in the talent show, In you know junior high or what they call middle school now and i was also in every talent show in high school so you know the students there knew me you know as cheryl the guitar player you know because i wasn't in a band i just got up there by myself and sang and played so there was a lot of recognition that i got in high school from uh playing guitar uh now as i got into college you know and 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 uh, uh well actually i had a high school boyfriend that had put a band together that i was in and i played you know uh, most of high school with that band and went on to college and played in the you know other bands from there because once my skills developed you know being able to play by ear and read music then other bands found out about me and you know would ask me to come in you know and so they kind of thought it was kind of cool that a girl could play guitar but all most of the time i will say all most of the time i always ran into guys who would challenge my talent because i was a girl (laughs) now (laughs) again i raised my hand because i was too i'm gonna use the word stupid i mean whatever naive stupid dense Mm -hmm. barehead to know that they were plotting against me (laughs) because i'm just thinking music i'm just thinking hey this is fun but there really were, you know, when I look back, or maybe I saw a situation, there were a lot of guys that felt intimidated by it felt, you know, threatened by it. And sometimes they would try to sabotage me, but, but for whatever the reason, you know, God, the universe was like, okay, Cheryl, let's just move you over here. Cause he's going to hurt mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I was fortunate to be able to, to, you know, play in these different bands, learn skills, uh you know running some good professional guitar players matter of fact i i met uh, ray parker you know the guitar player ray parker he showed me some things that just totally changed my playing forever it was like a chapter change you know because he was like yeah you can play the parts but it's not what you're playing it's how you're playing it and that just changed my playing technique you know since then
0: um I, I want I wanna I wanna I wanna I want to start with that one second okay you, sure you said you said a couple phrases that were monumental in you telling you know your experience the first you said you had to develop better yeah right and then the second you had to learn some skills right
3: yeah
0: right the, the reason the reason why those stood out as a highlight to me because you know again when i started the show we showed the plaque hold you holding the plaque go sure. plaque, Right. right and but you have to develop better. Yeah. And you have to learn more skills. So right. I want to go back to those two things right. and I want you to talk about that. Right. On those two things.
2: Right. Now, first of all, let me say practicing is, is boring. <laughs> <laughs> My dang, let's be honest. Practicing is boring. You know, because you're playing the same. You know, you're playing them over and over again. But that repetition is really important because it builds the motor skills it builds the timing it builds you know how you uh uh attack the note or approach the note you know no matter if you have to pay three notes for a half an hour there is a purpose for that to happen you've got to be able to learn how to be you know pitch perfect in a sense you know for guitar make sure you're placing your finger in the middle of that fret in the next fret you can't be sliding trying to find it or out of the front you so those skills are those those practices are really important to learn where to place your fingers if wow. you're playing a horn how much air to use where to place your 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 fingerboard or your your or your valves when you're doing a saxophone same thing valves how much air you had to blow all of that you have to do, you have to do, you have to do with repetition. There's no way around it. Practicing repetition over and over and over and kill you until your muscle uh, memory learns how to do it automatically.
0: Muscle memory, good word, good word, yeah. muscle memory, good word. Yeah. Yeah. When you so so now I'm gonna fast forward a bit. You develop better, you learn some skills, you started playing. You now I wanna know. What was your mind frame when you got with Climax? You know, when you guys were together a year before you got signed. You know, did you guys know how long, how long were you guys together before you got signed?
2: Okay. Let me step back just a little bit because okay. there's a part of it that's spiritual first. Okay. Um, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that I wanted to be a star, rock star, music star. I just knew it. I, before I started playing guitar, I had this dream, daymare, nightmare, whatever you want to call it, of seeing myself on stage. And and this is really important because there's a level of visualization sometimes that you have to use to convince yourself
3: Good. that's what you
2: want to be, do and have. Mm-hmm. So I saw myself on stage. You know, I hadn't had my first guitar lesson, but you know, I had, a, like I said, a, some kind of toy guitar in the house. I saw these guitar players on TV. So I, you know, I saw myself on stage. I'm, I'm playing guitar. The lights are going. The music's going. I'm getting ready to step up to the microphone and sing my first note. And I happened to look to my right and looked at the band and go, they look kind of funny. <laughs> you know, they look kind of odd. That's interesting. But it, it wasn't scary or anything. So I just stepped up to the mic, sung the first note, and boom, the dream was over. Fast forward, oh, I don't know, fifteen years, I'll say. Uh, Climax is performing at the Olympic Auditorium in downtown Los Angeles. The music is going, the lights are going, the you know the audience is there. I'm getting ready to play, uh, uh, getting ready to sing my first note. I'm playing guitar. I step up to the microphone and say, "Oh my God, this is the dream." What was it that I couldn't understand in the dream that I can see now? I looked over to my right i saw the rest of the band because usually i'm all, i'm all on stage left i looked at the rest of the band, and what it was it was an all-female band a concept i couldn't have had when i had the dream but all of a sudden it has come into my uh fruition has materialized and i can finally see i am living my dream wow. so that's why i said first it becomes spiritual You've got to feel it in yourself that you know that you know that you know that you're going to make it, you're going to do it, you want to do it, all of that. Because a lot of times people will have the excuse that they want to do it because they want, like you said, the glitz and the glamour and all of this and everything. But you really have to want it to do the work.
0: I just wanted to jump in and say, you know, hated hey Danny Ray Smith Jr., Roosevelt Anderson, and Lisa Barber. But Roosevelt was a high school mate, band mate, was in the band with me. And uh, you know, I, the first time I seen him pop in the show, man. So you 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 bring him a partners in, and and, and he knows we we he used to be out there with me. We was on a hot sun marching, and our yeah. hot sun we was <laughs> it. Boy, you know that's that's his. We man, we well, I'm fifty, so I know he by 50, 50 something, you know. But uh, I just want to say, man, you know, uh, he said exactly he was kind of agreeing to, you know, developing better, you know, learning more skills you know being able to practice we practice and practice in the summertime before football season started we practice man every morning everywhere to be in the bed at seven o'clock you you're to. learning routines you're learning skills you before you even get to the game you have now, to. yeah some people may say well man you know why are you always talking about practicing because yeah. practicing make perfect and that is the one activity that most artists do not want to do. They don't want to practice. Right, right. right. They, yeah. They, this is what they want to step up to the mic. Now, fast forward. You you with climax. Uh huh. And what happened that lead to your signing? Like what what led up to it? Right. And and what was your state of mind when 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 it dawned on you that y'all was going to get signed by by a label?
2: Well, remember, I said, you know, I knew that I knew that I knew that I wanted to, to you know, be a rock star.
0: Right.
2: Uh, I, I happened to be playing in a, a cover band uh, at this rehearsal room. You know, these girls were looking in the window and saw me playing and just ran into the room and said, "Hey, you don't want to play in this band? You want to play in our band? We have an all-female band called Climax."
3: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> you know, and I, because of the level of training I had had. I could look at them and tell they're not on my level. So I didn't call them and then the guilt started hitting me and I said, I was wrong not to call them at least show up. So I called, they were like, Oh, we're going to have rehearsal tomorrow. So I went to the rehearsal and the thing that kept me there is that they were having fun. Mm -hmm. They may not have had the technical skill that I had, but they had a, they were having fun and they had a dream. So, I mean, everybody in climax all has a different story of how we met nobody knew each other before we walked in that rehearsal room one girl we got from a, a recycler newspaper that sells refrigerators and you know all kinds of stuff wow. another girl she uh, the vocalist she had originally auditioned for rolls royce but they told her she sang too strong for their music and referred her over to us uh you know word of mouth I mean it was just everybody had their own story it was just no way we could have put that band together if it wasn't for I don't know divine order
3: <laughs> Okay
2: I have to give it credit So we were together seriously because we have a Cinderella story we were only together maybe 4 months and I'm telling my supervisor at a bank that I'm working at about this all girl band I'm in and she says, Hey, if you give me a demo tape and a and a you know a picture, I'll give it to my uncle. He's a producer for Peebo Bryson at the time. So oh, I right. gave him a, you know, gave him the picture, or she gave him the picture and the and the tape, and he had a meeting with us. And basically he said, This isn't good at all. There's nothing you guys are gonna ever achieve. <laughs> wow,
1: man. Wow. I
3: mean this just let me
2: just say. When one door closes, that does not another mean open. another door won't open. Right. So very- he happened to be having lunch with the one of the vice presidents of Solar Records, uh, Margaret Nash. And he said, you know, I got this all girl band. Here's a tape. They're not that good. But maybe you could do something with it. She lost her mind when she said when he said an all girl band. He was like she was like, I got to go see him. She came to our rehearsal. Mm -hmm. She was all smiles. I'm sure we were rough around the edges, you know, because, of course, she's with Solar Records, right? But I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, they were so excited about the concept of an all-female band that the president of the company, Dick Griffey, signed us in within a month. We had a, a recording contract in less than six months that we had been together however you know it took another six months for the for the for the deal to really come into fruition it didn't start to like that beginning of the next year so with that they had the producers come in and train us of how it is to record on a record you got to practice you got to have the training from professionals i mean if they're going to invest money in you as we had this conversation before if the record company is going to invest money in you to make a product to to sell on the market your record They've got to make sure that you have the uh, professional talent level that they can market you to have people come and buy your records. So, yeah, we were probably together for a good year before they dropped our first album called Never Underestimate the Power of a Woman.
1: Now, now real quick,
2: who were your. your who was our. What again? Who were your. Wait,
0: wait. Full up. pull up. There. Oh gosh, you're you break it up! You you, you <laughs> anchor you anchor, you can break it up a little bit? Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Just so um, Who who oh, was okay. on label mates? On um label S- S-
2: mates. Oh, label mates. Okay. We on Soul Light Records. We had uh Shalimar, Whispers, Lakeside, Midnight Star, uh Carrie Lucas, uh Collage. Uh. Who am I missing? Oh. Uh. Uh. uh oh God. Um. Uh. The deal with Babyface. Uh, you know, they right. were there. Uh, I think I got everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was yo. Know, what, maybe, maybe ten artists. It wasn't a huge label, but because it wasn't a huge label, they were able to really uh pay attention to each one of their artists.
3: Right.
1: Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So, so, we, so, so now you got the deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, once you guys got the deal. Now, what was your first performance as a group? And, and and what was it like? What was your first big performance, rather? You know, once you got signed when you had more than a thousand people in the audience? And what was that like?
2: Right. Well, you know, it's also in the day before video. So a lot of people didn't know we were all female bands. So our, our first show, we uh, if I remember correctly, we opened up for Evelyn Champagne King. Oh wow. And yeah because she was her song out then was i think shame if i'm not there's another song that she that she had out i just can't think of it right now and you know people were like wow a bunch of girls up there playing instruments and there are no guys on the stage (laughs) but we were excited mainly because we were on stage with evelyn champagne king who we had heard their record on the radio you know we were like wow she's big (laughs) time So we were really excited to be able to have that opportunity and have well, basically, you know, people, you know, buying tickets, paying their money to come in and actually sit there to watch us, as opposed to playing a club gig where people right. are really coming in there to, you know, buy drinks, chit chat, maybe listen to the band, maybe get up and shake their booty a little bit. But the focus is not always on the band. Where when right. we were in a concert series, uh, concert setting, it was all about us. So, yeah, it was a little nervous type of thing going on, but we were still excited, nervous and excited at the same time.
0: So so so, you guys started performing. You know, what was when you had the hit, meeting in the ladies' room. Now, how did everybody respond to that? Did the group, you know, did you guys grow tighter from that hit record when it was a hit? How, how did you know it was a hit? And what, what at what moment did you know that Climax had arrived? Right.
2: OK. Right. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is that we had two albums that didn't do well before we got to meeting sure. in the ladies room. So we were kind of already well rehearsed. We, we had like, you know, rehearsal two and three times a week, whether we had a hit or not uh even like today we still rehearse you know whether we have a show or not it's just you know automatic you just just keep your skills up because you never know when that phone is going to ring so you know we've had two albums that didn't do so well the third album you know we uh you know have these songs on here um, meeting in a Ladies room mit- written by midnight star the men all pause was written by a couple of the girls in the group so the first single that came off of that album was the men all pause now one thing that really triggered that was that solar had just created a new label that was distributed by mca and mca was really excited about having an all-female band and they had the mechanism to really get us out there internationally now by that time video had came out so not only were we on mca records but we had a chance to do our first video where the buying public could actually see that we were an all-female band so I really have to give it to MCA because they had the mechanisms. They had the machine. They had the, the, the staff to be able to really promote climax with this, you know, all girl band, which even as of today, we are still the only R and B all female band has charted on billboard. Did so they I mean, treat,
0: did they treat you guys good? How do they treat okay. you? You know?
2: Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so good. MCA treated us good. I mean, it, I can't complain about the, the the energy and the effort that both companies put behind us. They really did push us.
0: So it made you feel like family being on the label. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. you didn't you didn't feel like you were just. Why do you think that that was the case when artists of the day they complained so much, and you guys knew that you was you were employees, right? You know, right. having a label. Right. You know, why? mentally why is it that you guys feel as though you were treated well was it the fact that you responded well to what was told or the fact that you understood that somebody was doing something for you and you was having an opportunity and a lifetime to do something and you guys didn't mind jumping on board and playing your part what was it from your standpoint that caused them to treat you guys so good?
2: Well, you know, first of all, the, the companies, both companies, Solar and MCA, they were very professional. I think one of the things that we lose nowadays is that everybody kind of ha- is out there on their own. and And both Solar and MCA were a corporation. They knew that they had to have a certain level of professionalism to put a product out there for people to start buying. I mean, we're talking about products, you know, millions of copies to be bought. So you don't want to get out there looking half-ass or whatever you want to call it, raggedy. I don't right. know. So right. um, but as artists, we were really excited to have the opportunity to do it. You know, I don't know if we realized how special we were, which I don't think we did. But at that time, we all wanted the same thing to be a musician, to be a musician so we didn't have to work another job, if nothing else. Because, <laughs> you know. So we knew we had to do the work
0: right right. to be
2: able to sustain a level of income to make that happen but you have to work hand in glove the the company the recording company label has to work with the artist the artist has to be willing to be available for interviews for recording for touring for autographs promos i mean it's just a hodgepodge of things that you have to do to encourage that person that's holding that money to invest in your talent you you've got to basically just you know I don't know, be on stage 24-7. You see somebody, you know, hey, there's Cheryl Cooley from Climax. I immediately got to go into, hey, how you doing? You know, can I have your autograph? Sure. I mean, I'm not going to say, no, you can't have my autograph. I'm excited because they're excited. Right. (laughs) That's right.
3: That's good. That's good.
2: But the artist, yeah, there is a sacrifice. But if you don't want to sacrifice, when the hell are you there? There you
1: go. Exactly. Yeah, why are you there?
2: you know I mean, I mean you know the heck the 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 again the the uh, uh hospital workers are doing more than the artists they're trying to save lives the artist is just expressing their talent so why would somebody want to spend their money on you just because you're who you are you've got to show them something you know it's all about how you make that person feel if they feel great when they listen to your music and they want to get up and shake their booty they're going to give you that money how you make a person feel is how they're going to give you their money
0: so so you so you guys got hits had a couple yeah. of hits or had some yeah. hits had some hits and you 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 ultimately broke up in 1990 but i want to come back because before a breakup happens, just like in a marriage, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. There there's there, there, there some buildups and blowups. There are some foundational principles. There are some boundaries that get crossed. The reason that your wife left you, the reason that your husband left you, right? <laughs> so right. what I want to talk, and, and we know about the 1990 breakup, right? And we're going to talk, talk about that. But I want you to go back because you got hits, because what has a computer is y'all strangers coming together had hits. I keep saying that again. Had hits. Had, had hits, right? Yeah. They didn't spend no money out of your pocket. Had hits, <laughs> right? And you get a deal. People invest money in you. You had hits. And you start having problems. So start talk about the first sign of the problems. Because this is going to be therapy for somebody that's in the group. That's thinking about doing a group. And because it's important, it's it's one reason why record companies generally don't sign a group unless they've been together for at least 10 years. It's times to change. Oh, wow. And they they won't sign a group unless they've been together for about 10 years, most Uh, times. Yeah. You know, because they want to make sure that they don't mess their money up. But I want you to go back to the first issue, if you don't mind talking about it, because it's therapy for people. listening. This show is about creators growing. Sure. What, What was the first issues that started the thread? Right. So you know,
2: I've, I've always heard, you know, especially in a band, uh, you're always equal in poverty. So when you're not making any money, everybody's that kind of on the same level trying to get, get this. Now, not everybody is going to escalate at the same rate. Somebody's going to write a song. There's going to sell millions. Another one's going to be able to, you know, maybe get some uh, studio gigs because they met somebody on the road, you know, so different level different avenues of income are going to start with individuals if you got five people in a band there's going to be five different opportunities for each one of them to make some sort of income maybe outside of that band maybe within that band now in at solar records we had the opportunity to write for other artists so there's always that opportunity to uh use your platform as an artist to you know, meet other artists to, to continue your career. Now, what one thing that we learned is that you never want to jeopardize your base. If your band is your number one bread and butter, you don't want to jeopardize that to go play with, I don't know, Captain Crunch and the Funky Bunch, whoever. So when you start, when you start uh, eroding from your base, everybody suffers. So the the, you know, in, in climax, the girls who started writing music, you know, they started having what we call back in the big head and started feeling like, well, I don't need this band because I've got all these other things going on. I'm writing for this one. I'm producing for this one. I'm doing that. So the ego started coming in and sure enough, I, I, I'm standing on my, my platform to say the first thing that will always erode any band or group is ego mm. nothing else sure. ego because with that comes money uh uh, un, uh you know uh, un, unleveled uh, incomes of money um, will come uh popularity when the popularity starts being unleveled uh, so the ego starts playing on you, you know, and then you got those people that come backstage and go, "Hey, uh, hey, Cheryl, you know, you don't need this band. Why don't you come and, uh, you know, sign with my company? Because you know, I can get you this, this, and this." They may or may not be able to, but as soon as you start listening to all those outside people, that's when things start to go awry, and that's basically what happened with us. People started doing other projects, started listening to other people. You, you don't need this band. You can make all this money and just be a solo artist. And sure enough, the statement, together we stand, the body we fall is a true statement. I don't care what level of business you're on. When you start having people leave any kind of organization, then it starts getting in 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 a flux situation. So that's what happened. You know, people started feeling like they could do solo projects and leave the band behind. And once that happened, the success level of the band and the other band member as a solo artist never was as successful as a, a as a united band front
0: right now that scenario is true for most yes famous groups that broke yeah. up yeah because you when you're in a band you have roles in the band yeah you know you have your your musicians you know, you have your singers, your lead singer, you know, you have your writers. And the person that that's the writers generally has the more value from the labels aspect of it because they're the ones that are, that are writing songs but the musicians are important because they're the ones that's playing. It. So in, in your mind, what could have been done differently knowing that as a writer, you're getting these other opportunities you're making more money because you're publishing, your pub getting better, right? You get you get other back end money from other stuff out of a whole other situation. Yep. How, how can someone not get the big head? You know, when you write songs for other people, other famous people, and you're in a group, you know, what are some tips that you can give to those to those people that are the exceptional talent in the group? <clears throat> but the group is doing good, how can we, how can you not get the big head? Big head? What tips can you have to help them keep their head on, on just, just deflated?
2: Um, one thing you said that's key is that the story of bands breaking up keeps written, keeps being written over and over and over again. The storyline is always the same learn from other people's mistakes. Right. I mean, don't think you're the exception that, you know, you can just leave a, a, a situation and, and, bec- I'm, you know, become whatever, you know, the mega star because a lot of artists have made the same mistakes. We've got to learn from each other. Otherwise we'll, we won't get any farther than where we are. So. Correct. Right. Uh, you know, read some of these artists bio, you know, what happened, you know, I, I would say, you know, watch some of these shows like Unsung.
3: Yeah, I love, um, it. love it, love it. You,
2: yeah, I mean, you see how the story is always the same on some level. Uh so learn from other people's mistakes. I I you know, I don't know how else to say it to really trigger <laughs> but, you know, sometimes having a virtual adult figure <laughs> yeah we all are adults but sometimes you need that person who's got a mature mindset or a business mindset that will sit the band down and say look you're going to you're going to make less money in the long run if you don't go do this interview if you don't make this record if you don't do this tv interview because all of that is part of the mix to make you the mega star so sometimes you need i don't know the manager and i hate to push managers because some artists do fine without managers but you need somebody to basically pull your coattail and say you got to do this interview you got to be here at this time yeah you're only going to get two hours sleep because you got to be on the plane to go here here and here you have to have somebody who believes in your career path who's not in competition with you because there's a lot of managers right. who subliminally are really in competition with their
0: artists. They, right. they want to be what you have, and you need a yeah. manager tell you to shut up. You need a yeah. to manager to tell you to shut up. Sometimes you talk yeah. too much. When you yeah. come in, there, just sit down, and smile. Don't talk.
3: Right. Be quiet. Right, right.
0: So, so, you, so, 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 I want to start there for a second. Yeah. Because it's three. I always say there's three types of managers, right? <laughs> the, the the first type of manager is I call y- your friend, that's somebody that you brought in for the ride, they have no musical, you know, acumen, they have no, mu- no musical background, they don't know publishing they don't know copyrights, they're just a the person that you trust from the childhood and you're gonna handle your business. Then you have the armchair manager, you know, who's uh, when I say the armchair. They pretty much man understand the business, but they don't really travel with you. They don't they handle they handle your day to day from a cell phone, right? You know, but they don't. They're not really out with you. They just giving you knowledge or advice and how to do this. And then you have the manager that don't know the business, but there's a real go getter, right? And that, that that know everybody, but don't know the business. But just but just they just hungry and they just they just get anything they think that works. And excuse me, four. There's the manager. That's the plug. They're the manager, like Diddy, right? They they already in the record business. They already got big door connections. Mm-hmm. You know, how can an artist understand how to deal with each each four of those personalities? And I always say a an artist don't need a manager until you got some business to manage. But sure. what do you in in your mind out of those personalities? that I gave for those four managerial types, which ones do you feel is is advantageous for the artist? Well,
2: I'm, of why? course, I'm going to say the last one, the one who knows everybody.
0: Right. <laughs> and, um, and, and usually, and stop have stopped before you answer that, let's say okay. this, because the, the plug, generally they tell you what percentage you're going to get. You don't negotiate anything. They're going to tell you what you're going to pay them, what they're going to take. But go ahead. Now, now, go ahead. Now, you say number four. So talk about that.
2: Well, you know, there's another part to that, too. Uh, you have to do your homework. You know, you have to know what a manager is going to do, what a manager is supposed to do first. What's a manager supposed to do? The Internet is your friend. Read up on it. See what it is that you need for your career to take off. So the person that has the the, the plugs or whatever. Yeah. And I get what you're saying about the percentages, but just think of it this way, which may be good or bad, however you look at it. But if they have enough plugs for you to say do ten thousand gigs, mm-hmm. and you getting fifty percent, you might be making more than if you get the person who's not going to take the percentage and get you ten gigs, but you make only a thousand dollars. So that's ahead. kind of a trade-off, you know.
0: Go ahead, preach. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. I think I, I want to say the standard percentage that a manager is supposed to get, I think, is not supposed to be more than 20%, if I'm not mistaken. It might be 25, but I think it's 20%. Usually it's either 10, 15, or 20. So, you know, somebody correct me if I'm wrong on that.
0: But it's, um, it's changed now because managers do more than, you know, managers managers do more than just kind just, just of manage you. You Know if they actually get you, not only if they go out and get you sponsorship, they bring money to the table,
3: yeah, yeah, they
0: tend to get more. You know what I mean? Right, if they bring money to the table, they tend to get more, yeah. So, every scenario is a little different,
2: yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, But a lot of managers say, you know, whatever 15% of everything income that you get, you know, they can do that, which covers the sponsorship, you know, covers the TV shows or whatever. So First of all, what do you want the manager to do? Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of people just say, you know, I got a manager. You know, that makes it that sounds good. But what the is he, doing? he what doing? You know, you got to know what you want, what you need. And if you don't know, read up on it. Where, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you just trying to accomplish, you know, a million dollar record? Or are you trying to have a longevity career? And when I say longevity, you know, can you tour for the next five years do you have that kind of manager where they can get you in places where you can tour whether you have a hit or not i mean there's a lot of artists out there that are making bank touring and they ain't got a hit since i don't know 1990. <laughs> <laughs> right,
3: right.
2: so what do you want that's the first thing and a lot of artists don't know what they want and that's unfortunate and then the manager person comes in and says hey this is what you want But the artists being naive or green or whatever you want to call it, they don't have a clue that they're being shafted. And that's unfortunate. What do you want? Know what you want first. And even if it's not a complete list, it's a start.
0: Right, and and I'm I'm glad. I'm actually glad that you mentioned that. and And you actually made my point to say, you know, you have to know what you want. There are different managers, you know, when, when it comes when it comes to the music business, especially being on the independent side, there's not a standard anymore It's what you negotiate is, you know, and but the thing that I want to tap into, you know.
2: But can I say one thing on that? Go you ahead. can always work with a manager for a limited okay. amount of time. You can say, OK, I'm going to give you a year to get X, right. Y and Z done so you don't mm-hmm. have to sign with a manager for the rest of your life. You know or at the end of the contract you renegotiate or or what they call options at the end of the contract You have an option to take another year another option to take another year. So I mean Shop around heck. I didn't have I don't know how many managers at this point
1: <laughs> Wow,
2: it happens on all levels
0: you Got Go ahead run go ahead, bro.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, um, I like what you said. Basically, knowing what you want in a manager, because yes, that does sound good, and we hear that hear that a lot from artists. But again, what is the manager going to do? And as Rico says, you know, get some business for them to manage, and then right. you know, and normally um, a manager takes takes their stuff off from the top. I guess you know if they have the money to to pay them, but if not, just take pretty much twenty percent or twenty five percent, whatever. Or so,
2: well, let me say this one thing: don't ever use a poor ass manager. If they ain't got some kind of money in their pocket, keep on walking. Because, you know, that's not it's not your job to put food on their table. It's <laughs> their job to get your career moving big, huge, so that everybody can eat. Don't use a poor-ass manager. I'm sorry. What kind of credentials does he have? Who has he managed before? Make sure it ain't pookie down the street. Because he don't know <laughs> either. <even.
3: laughs> oh, man, good one, good one.
0: So, 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 so to you, you, you guys, you guys broke up in 1990 and Bernadette Joy, you know, and, and of course there was some issues, man, with the name. And, you know, of course it was ruled that you guys all own the climax name and you guys can use it. What do, do you think it ever be a reconciliation to get the original group back together and, or, or that you guys can reconcile? Or what do you think is, the reason you guys can't reconcile, and just in your opinion, you know, and I know the female, the female coming to nominators in there, but besides that, you know, <laughs> right?
2: Um, I, Cheryl Cooley, would 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 how do I say? Would hope, wish, like that there could be a reconciliation for us all to get together. You know, the the fans want that. I get it. Yeah. But in realization, in reality, in the physical world that we live in, it's not going to happen.
0: Well, it is, and 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 I and you know what, and, and that's that 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 old adage when it comes to groups, we hear it over and over, you know, over and over again. And but I wanted to, my point of saying that, and we and we'll just stick that pen right there on that subject, you know. Um, because we have the show is for creators and we have not only do we have single people, single artists or solo artists, but we have, you know, people that are thinking about starting groups, you know, uh, bands uh, or groups that want to be a band for an artist. You know what I mean? And you have to understand that whenever you come into an arrangement with multiple personalities, yeah. it's going to be just that yeah. harder. It's going to be harder to get That's things accomplished if everybody are not on the same page. Yeah. You know, you know, and a lot of times money is an amplifier. Yeah. Everybody is good when they're poor because yeah, they're, everybody is humble. Yeah, And money is like alcohol. You know what I mean? If you you, you go get a lot of alcohol and if a, for a person get drunk and they start cursing you out when they drunk, they really don't like you. Right. They start calling you names and want to fight you when they drunk. They really don't like you.
3: That's right.
0: Because cool. yeah. they're amplifying how they really feel. Wow. So. Money is an amplifier. People, they don't turn to another person. No, they actually become who they really are when they get a lot of money, right? Yeah. And wow. I, I, I said that all that to say, you know, learn. I hope you guys learn something from this show tonight, because I had her to come on, and 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 if you notice, we see, we got to come in here. Very true. I, I saw I, I saw somebody man put an angry face up there. Danny R Danny Smith, Danny, you still on? What was the angry face for, bro? Just what was I, the angry? I huh? guess they're not because
1: they're not together, I guess. I don't know. Oh, because they're not again.
0: Okay, all right. so, um, yeah. <laughs> so I see a, I see another angry face up there. They got three of them. Okay, family Um uh, but but the thing is is that I hope you guys learn something because that's the reason I want her to come on, you know. Um although Climax, they are a, a classic group. Uh those Meeting in the later Rooms, Men All Pauls, nice. those are those are power songs. Those songs are still played today in parties. They still play it on the radio station. Those actually, those songs are played on more white stations than really black stations. You know yeah. what I mean? That's <laughs> a good point you brought that up. Yep. Because I, I hear them all the time. You know what I'm saying? You know, I hear him. you know, as well, especially at corporate events, you know, mm-hmm. the DJs, they play them. Yeah. So I said all that to say, I hope you guys got something out, out, out of this show, you know, and I love what you said, because the Bible says, as a man, thank you, so is he. You said you have to dream. You had right. a dream. You have to visualize. Yeah. That's all as a man, thank you, so is he. Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah. If you, if you want to be successful, you got to first see it here. You know, and then, because you can't achieve anything if you don't believe that you can achieve it. However, you can't have unrealistic dreams. Um, You got to be able to make sure you have the talent. Hold on. Here it is. Dana Ray, oh, okay. Dana Ray say, I'm soaking it all in. Bridget Thorne, okay. It's unfortunate that the music can't be the focus because each gift is necessary uh, to make a difference in the lives of people. Music heals the mind and the heart man, that's, 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 that's dead on the money, straight you know up. and honestly you know, when you get into a recording contract because I always say, and this is what I learned from being in the business you know, a contract can, can hurt the person giving the contract and it can hurt the person receiving the contract because you may not want to be connected to a person like that long term.
2: Oh, I gotta yeah. say one thing uh one thing that the, the older musicians told us going in you got to read it and you got to get a lawyer. And I know lawyers are expensive, but you don't want to sign something that's going to push your career timeline back. You got to read it and you got to have somebody interpret it for you or negotiate it for you. Got to. You
0: know, and, and, um, well, I want to say that, but in the last words that you want to say, but oh, oh, I'm sorry. Before we do that, we're gonna play. Our, we're gonna play a game that we usually play every week. It's called Ten. Yeah. Okay. See? So, so you are gonna be good? I, I had to throw it on you, man. Hey, no, I got it. now. now. <laughs> it's called Ten. So, how does game work? Is this? I'm a, I'm gonna make a statement you have to choose one choose either or let me see we gotta come in here before we get started hey
1: are you hey are
0: you closing uh, oh. oh No, I'm in shock oh yeah she's in shock <laughs> she said yeah we just learned that about the attorney yep so uh the so basically I'm gonna I'm gonna call out I'm gonna say either or, or you pick one but the trick is you can't think because it is it's a mental game you have to say the first thing that, the first thing that come to mind the first one you choose all right it's no, either ra- or, it's, either or. Say, so so okay. if i say a bland, a, a red shoe or blue shoe and you're gonna say well a red shoe
3: oh, okay
2: gotcha
0: yep. all right all so right. here we go let's do it <laughs> You, you, you're you like, I'm going to give you a price. You're going pull that checkbook out. Know I'm saying? I got to right.
2: have a disclaimer. I got
0: a potty right. mouth, but okay. okay. Right. <laughs> Ice Cube or John Singleton? Ice Cube. Power or Empire? Power. Nike or Adidas? Nike. All in the name of love or love don't need a name? All in the name of love. $120 million with five years to live or 75000 with 20 years to live?
2: The second
3: one.
0: <laughs> College education or trade school? Trade school. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King. Xbox One or PS4? PS1. Oh. Grand <laughs> Theft Auto? Or NBA K, NBA two K twenty
2: NBA thing yeah that thing
0: <laughs> fried chicken or pork job fried chicken <laughs> 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 hey man it's hey that's that's hilarious man that's what it's always one of the fun things that we like to do man kind of light it up you know and and any last word that you want to say Cheryl?
2: Oh, man. You know, I always encourage people, if you have a vision, if you have a dream, just go for it. Just, I mean, I, the, one th- the one thing that I had the uh, nightmare of or, or fear of is going to my deathbed going, if I had given music one more try, what would have happened? So just go for it. Just go for it.
0: <laughs> Love it. Love it. Any last words, Ron?
1: Hey Cheryl, look, I'm just grateful to have to um to know you and um and to build this relationship with you. Um when we come to LA, hopefully I'll get a chance to see you physically or so. Um, oh
3: yeah,
2: sure. Hey, we will have rehearsals every Wednesday night. You can come on.
1: All right, yeah. My brother in law lives in Compton. So uh Oh,
2: that's not well, it's about a half hour, and 45 minutes. That ain't that far.
1: All right, hey, I'll come see you. But hey, thank yeah. you so much. And if you ever need us, we are we are here for you. Right.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I'd love to come back again. You know, talk some more. So, you know,
0: just let me know. Yes, ma'am. So I want y'all to hold the line here. And if you haven't had an opportunity, man, to subscribe, you know, subscribe to the channel. Uh, go to our uh, YouTube in the box. You know, Southern Emperor. Make sure you go and subscribe at MusicIndustryMakeover.com. And don't forget, Just Life Sunday night, 8 p.m. God bless. Good night.